When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Paluso. How you doing? Happy to be here. Happy to be here as your podcast extraordinaire for another week of silliness and fun. A lot going on. That was a loud smack. I have started to post on my Patreon page again, which is very exciting. So if you were a Patreon before and you're like, this fucking bitch doesn't post enough, no worries. Needn't not worry. We have a couple episodes that we posted up and we will be posting every week. A bitch is starting to feel back to life and ready to give. So I'm giving to you. So join the Patreon page. That is my fan page, patreon.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. And you too can enjoy free episodes every week. And we will start doing a couple early release episodes from the regular podcast, as well as exclusive episodes for your listening and viewing pleasure. What's coming up? I will be back on the road with Carly Aquilino. That's going to be with the girl tour. We're, we're going to be all over damn town, all over the damn town, all over damn town and all over the damn town. We're starting in April. We're going to be in Atlanta, Zanies, Brooklyn, fucking Brooklyn in the house, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. We're going to Montana, Vermont. We're going to Texas. We're going all over damn town. We're going to be in Chicago, Illinois, Illinois. So make sure to get your tickets. Go to jessimaycom forward slash Tua, T-O-R, T-O-U-R to get some tickets. That will be a lot of fun. And I'm going to be filming a special this year. <gasps> Feels good to have things come to fruition. You guys know I've been working on various projects throughout the years because a bitch likes to keep busy. And it's nice to see things come to fruition. Like the girl pod that I worked on with Carly in quarantine and we're touring with it. And I'm actually going to put a body of work on a tangible product for you guys. I don't know where my special will live. I'm not quite sure who I'm going to film it with, but I have decided to bite the bullet, as they say, and get her done. Get her done. So that will be very exciting, and I appreciate all of your support throughout the years. You guys are an amazing fan base, and I feel honored to have this job to bring you joy. I am a joy machine. That's what I am. And I don't become a joy machine without some real help. And this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You like that segue? Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? That happens to me often. Hence why it took me so long to post on Patreon, the passing of my father and mother and the failure of my relationship and so many before kind of prohibited me from feeling free to create and feel like myself. So I definitely struggled with a lot. And it also can inhibit you from achieving your goals. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. I believe that's two days. 
It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. Now, there is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, which is super helpful and quick and easy in today's world when things can just arise and you need some help. You don't want to go to your friends. You don't want to tell your mom or your neighbor because she's nosy. You want someone who's an actual therapist. So you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with like traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional online therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today and so do I. Start today. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash sharp. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And we have a special offer for our Sharp Tongue listeners. You guys get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash sharp. It's time for you to get some help. You deserve it. And this is a great way to get into it if you're not sure how, who, when, or even why. So you guys might need some therapy after this episode. (laughs) This episode features one of my favorite friends in the comedy world and just in the world in general. I have kept up with him. He's been keeping up with me during quarantine as well. And he's just a delight. Every time I talk to him, I learn something new. I go deeper into his psyche, which is such a fun place to dance around and uncover different conspiracies and different ideas about where we came from and where we're going. You guys might know him from the tinfoil hat podcast the one the only the magical and spiritual gangster himself mr sam tripoli sharp tongue podcast beep 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 you're listening to the sharp tongue podcast i'm your host jesse may peluso it's a personal Look, well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. Farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. I'm going to record on my end too, just in case. Super. I'm in pajama bottoms. Hey dude, you're living that life. (laughs) There's also a Christmas cock that's a a Christmas cock right there I on love the dresser. It. I love your television with the fire. You're, this is you're a guest room. Great. Are you just chilling? Are you do? Are you do? Are you gigging or what are you doing? I did a little, but then every time I went out, I came back. I got sick, so I, I had to cancel my last two weekends because it just, I was getting so run down and not even fucking COVID. And by the way, I don't, I don't know about you because I haven't talked to you in so long, but I do know you. I'm so fucking sick 
about hearing about it. Yeah. It's so annoying. And it's just like these people just. Am you I know, dumb that my first inclination, because I know I can say all this. You're to you stupid you hot, but you're not dumb. My first inclination is why don't, why haven't we put forth effort into other areas that cause much more damage the way we've put effort into this COVID thing? Well, because what, what the question you, you are asking is coming from a place where you think these people are trying to help and, and solve this problem. And That's true. It, it, it becomes uh, clunky and complex when you do that, unless you go the other way where you go, oh, this is all being done purposefully on a, on a certain level for certain things. Then it starts to all line up real easy, you know, do the pieces of the puzzle start to fit real easy. But outside that, it's just chaos, man. You know, and it really is chaos. Like it, I was in the grocery store yesterday and my sister has it and she's we, sh we locked that bitch. We locked her and you're not coming out. It's not real until someone gets it and you're like, gross, get away from me. <laughs> well, it's interesting, man. It's just super interesting because it's like, you know, it's it, I think depending on like we might get so dumb, we'll never get to this point because that's that is looking like what's going to happen. But we may look back on this and go, this is a master's class in propaganda. Mm. I mean, a master's class and the fear and all things going on is just based on just fuzzy math. And it's like, you know, it's like the the average age of death from covid is older than the average age of death. Okay. Meaning death does a better job of killing people than COVID. It's crazy. And nobody realizes that. And so we're just destroying our economy and our way of living for people who choose, or sometimes they don't have the choice, but they have a very unhealthy lifestyle. Right. And so we're, we're like, you know, it's like, okay, if we've learned that like working out, getting in the sun and all this stuff is what really helps you stay healthy. Why are we telling people to stay inside, isolate and not go to the gym? And so these are just interesting things that you got to start asking yourself. And so at the end of the day, the best way to win this thing is start living your life to live and not live your life to, to die. And it's like COVID's in a weird way, like chicken pox, where it's like, it's good to get it, beat it. And now you have the immunity there. And it is what it is. But at the end of the day, I, I, here's the thing. It's all coming to an end. They can't keep this up much longer. I like think all by of the it? mid-2022, <laughs> mid we, we'll, we'll go back to some version of the old way. But I don't know how much power they're, they're going to want to give up. But I do think, and I do think New York City and L.A. and San Francisco are going to be the last of the, the to get into this because so much of people's political identity is invested on one side of this or the other. That's the other thing where it's like, this is polarized families more than regular politics. I can't believe it, man. It blows my mind. Like, I, you know, one of my best friends is a comic friend of ours. And I don't want to say his name, but like his political views are so 180 to me. And I have to ask myself, what's more important to me? My friendship with him or winning a fight? And it's like my friendship. So like when he says stuff that I disagree with, I just don't get into it anymore. And like my brother's like that. And I love my brother and I just choose not to engage in this. And it's like, you know, there's an old saying like, you know, don't worry about waking up the sheep, worry about waking up the sleeping lions. And I go, don't even fucking worry about the lions. You can't wake up anybody. The, the key to life is to, is to save yourself and, and, and on a local. So the whole yep. thing is, is, 
Think globally, act locally. Okay. And that is helping those around you, your family, your friends, the small group, but you can't change anybody. You can't save anybody. People have to save themselves. And you really can't. Once you start living like that, it's, it's a whole different way of operating. And then you really realize for me, at least the true value and magic of shrooms and weed, not even on like a shot through the atmosphere dose, just on a minimal, like microdose for me, it makes me just kind of, it's kind of like, you ever see that movie Melancholia with Kirsten Dunst? I have not, but it's, it's a, it's a trippy movie. It's about the end of the world and how pe- different people react to the end. And, and it really sort of allows their true essence to surface. And um, although I'm saying I need shrooms and microdoses of marijuana for this to occur, Kirsten Dunst's character just kind of accepts it all. She's watching everyone in their own individual local manias losing their mind collectively in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it takes a long time to get there as an individual to, to live from that space. But once you do you realize how few people really live that way. And it becomes kind of somewhat lonely, but you start to attract those like-minded folks. It's all about energies, man. It's just like, so I've been on a real spiritual journey over the last couple of years. You know, every time you and I speak, you say that, and it makes me laugh every time. Like the the last time we had a phone call, (laughs) that was like the first thing you said. You're like, well it's really weird man when you start to see these things you just want to share with everybody and because it's really like changed my life and it's not like you'll never have a perfect life if if the notion of like i'm never gonna have any problems in my life is what you think life should be you will spend the rest of your life chasing fucking ghosts because it doesn't exist this realm that we live in is all about learning lessons and you go through it. But the, the way I look at things now, I look at things as things happen for me, not to me. And yes. like, things happen so that I learn a lesson because something really fucking big is coming and I got to have this tool belt to deal with this shit. So it gets into a more spiritual place. I'm not perfect. I'm in, I'm in weird places right now because I'm like a knuckle dragger, right? I'm a knuckle dragger. What do you mean? Because you, you think you're an ape? I really am like I, I for the longest time lived in like a very fucking caveman kind of way, which was sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know, just my uh, my how I do a joke about it where it's like how I used to see women versus now having daughters are just two, two totally different things. So I have this like fucking old wiring system, which is downloading this new spiritual system and they they're very clunky you know like when i see a hot chick i want to get medieval or i want to help them live their dreams right so it's like this weird kind of thing that goes on that is uh which is a crazy place so you know i'm really living in this fucking this place where it's like the world is ran by sorcerers man and when you start to see it like that and everything is magic and you can fucking control magic and it's like it's all fucking magic bro and when you learn that shit it's all dude everything you know this book i'm i I just bought that i'm gonna start reading that it's all about the the laws of the universe it's called the cabalion and like the the first one is like everything is mental right everything is mental everything you experience is mental and there is no reality you create your reality based on these how you see the world and right 
just flip that shit, it becomes a whole different way to go. But it's never going to be smooth sailing. Like every flight you go on, there is turbulence. But the plan, 99.9% of the times, the plane lands. So that's life. So that's kind of where I've been in. And it's just like, just on this fucking great spiritual journey that is real fucking fun and such an easier thing. I'm just cutting out all my vices, dude. Like I'm, I'm fasting now. Like, dude, Ooh, I'm just down to, good for you. I'm trying to get rid Fasting's of the best, it's the best. It's the do best. You realize, have you had those, like, uh, when you do it and then the following day you have, you experienced the clarity, like the mental clarity you have When I mean, being sober and, and fasting, I just wake up super clean, bro. You and know? the energy, and, you know, yeah. the, the irony and what we've been told about how we should eat and all of that is that when you starve yourself and you stave off being satiated immediately, you have this reservoir and reserve of energy that you didn't even know existed. Our 100%. bodies are built for that. Dude, you, our bodies are built to, to, to do everything. They're fucked super magical, man. And like this notion of like bombarding yourself with booster after booster after booster does not make any sense with how the body works, man. It doesn't make any, I'll take my chances with my, my body over like fucking dark arts, pharmaceuticals, man, you know? So that's where I get my medicine from, by the way, the dark arts, pharmaceuticals, dark arts, man. Everything is occult magic, man. All the symbolism and everything they do, it's all purposeful, man. Did you ever see did you ever see that video of Jim Carrey? Somebody just made this privy to me where he comes out on either Dave Letterman or Jimmy Kimmel and he's doing like Yeah. He's throwing up like the sign of ball or something. Like he's Ball, Moloch, all that shit. It's all there, man. It's all there. And he's basically like saying he's done. He's done pretending. He's done acting like everything's normal and subliminally throwing Hollywood under the bus. That's what it felt like. 100% dude. And he gets deemed the crazy guy because of that. that. Well, there's some called it. I don't know how weird you want to get. I mean, I can do far jokes. I miss you. Talk about black dicks all day. If you want to, I don't care. We can talk about whatever. So there's a thing called sigil magic, right? And it's this thing that these occult people, they put out that. So the, there's two things going on. There's this thing within their belief system that the, so they don't deal with the karma of their of their actions and behaviors right. is that if they put out these kind of hints to what's going on, if you don't stop them, that's on you, not on them. It's called right. sigil magic. It's when they put out symbolism and let you know little things that are going on. And if you don't catch it and stop them, that's your fault. And then the other thing is they do sigil magic to basically brag it's kind of like when a a, a boxer and mma fighters like i'm gonna knock this fool out in the second round and then he get, does it and everyone's like oh he's a bad man so he's also symbolizing to the others that this is the stuff that they're gonna do there is so much symbolism in all these high impact events it's kind of crazy i don't want to go too deep because oh I, come on let's deep dive okay well i'll i'll go deep for you i there was one, I don't know if it was a documentary or something I saw about that Justin Bieber yummy video and all oh, the symbolism yeah. oh, they're, yeah. they're on Reddit and, and all the <laughs> community boards. People were claiming that he was 
trying to subliminally throw the pedophiles under the bus in this video. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's talked about that stuff before things who he, he was forced to watch that he didn't want to participate in. And it like gets with L.A. Reid and everything it gets real dark. It gets dark. weird. And here's the thing. You know, those sort of things get thrown into a box of it being fringe and it being conspiracy theory and crazy. But like you said, it's mental. Existence is mental. And we, from this point, are still mental. And look at all of these luxuries we have. Like, look at modern society. Look at this fucking room. Look at the color of this wall. Are you kidding me? This is like pure luxury. But you think about back in like medieval times and times when people didn't have a fucking fake ass fire on their TV in this mauve ass gray in this chrome frame, like all this bullshit to entertain themselves. What the fuck did they do? They were mental from a barbarian standpoint. And so the point is we're not we haven't deviated from the norm. We haven't deviated too far from the gladiator games. They're just played in a different arena. Now, they still exist. For sure. We we are still wired as our ancestors. We have caveman DNA and wiring in us. And every and one of us comes from murderers. <laughs> I mean, well, the truth, yeah. I mean, every group has like, every group has tragedy in their, in their history. And every group has committed tragedy. And, you know, it's, it's just the way it used to be, man. Tribes on tribes. But... But so one of my favorite topics to talk about Tell is me. Called hidden history. Okay. Ooh. Like you want to go, you want to get into some real shit, man. Yeah. Going what have you discovered? And how there's been this concerted effort to not allow us to know how our hit our history of our, 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 of just this planet and like all this crazy shit. A dude, I'm telling you, when you start looking at this shit, you're like, oh my God, what the fuck is that? You want to hear the most mind-blowing shit? Dude, have you when you get it when you get a chance, look up the world fairs of the 1800s and prepare oh, to have your fucking skull blown. Okay? I'm gonna can I Google it now? The world fairs of the eight, yeah, Google all the architecture of the world fairs of the 1800s. I didn't even know that I, I knew about the World's Fair in New York's in New oh, York, you don't but even I know about you don't know about the World's Fairs. Whoa. So you start seeing these pictures, right? It looks like a like vampire. Look at it. So what is really interesting is the narrative that was told through history is that if you go to like to the Chicago World Fair, which is like 1871 or 1874, right? You look at this fucking thing, man. They tried to convince everybody that they built this in two years. These structures are insane. Right? So you talk to architecture, architects, they'll tell you that just the plans alone to build that would take 15 years. So they're you're huge. Like, they're massive. Yeah. They had like a, a stadium that sit like 100,000 people. They said they built this in two years. Right. Where did it go? Where is it? Are there any uh, like relics of it? it all down. That's right? weird. Why? What went on in there? Okay. So are you ready to hear some weird shit? Yeah. The, hello. Title of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. You ready to hear some weird shit, man? Yeah. There's this thing called Tataria. Okay. 
And it's a giant ancient empire that they think has been wiped out from our history books because it represents a different timeline. And so much of what our what we're taught in school is a timeline that makes us think we're insignificant and we're not part of source and the universe and how special we really are. And all of this is done is to lower our vibrations and make us feel really fucking helpless. Okay, so all this shit that went on Tataria was an ancient ancient empire that just for some reason disappeared right and all this architectures everywhere and what they've done is slowly done these world fairs where they just go around and destroy all the remnants of these fucking this empire and it's called tataria now i kind of i i i'm easy i'll i'm the type of person that when it comes to conversation, because I have such a childlike approach to life and a natural natural inclination to have awe and wonderment, I'm all for this. And like, I think even though, you know, you're a sober gentleman, I, I still revert back to what marijuana and mushrooms have helped me realize in reference to timeline and how we view time. Because one of the times I took an edible that shot me through the fucking universe. I, I experienced time on all levels. Yeah. It not only was it linear, it was everywhere. Yeah. 100%. And I could go in and this is like, you can call it a psychotic break if you want, but I was able to access memories in like, go back through like almost like I was looking at a photo album when I was in this state, I was able to have like full blown conversations and deal with things from years ago. Like, so I like when it comes to like the timeline thing, you know, I'm open to that just because when you look at the way we exist physically on this planet, floating in nothing that's expanding into nothing. How do you fucking explain that? I know there's physics and all of that, but so it's then you get into magic. like, you get into like the pyramids. Okay. And yes. where the pyramids are, are, are positioned on the planet. Right. And then you, okay. So then you hear the narrative. We were told, oh, these were the tombs of, of, of these um, Egyptian leaders, right? These pharaohs. Right. Mm-hmm. That's all a lie. They've never found one pharaoh in a, in a pyramid. That was all a lie to get people to think that the Egyptians built that. It's all a lie. What would they, wouldn't they find like something in the sarcophagus? Yeah, though, they've never like- found that. It's ever. They were all found. Pharaohs were found other places, and that was the narrative that was said. Each one of these, each one of these pyramids are on something called a ley line. Okay, and ley line is what te- Tesla talks about: free energy. There's an energy grid across, um, across the planet. It's an energy uh, yeah. grid. So, I mean, you want to get fucking weird, bro? I could get into these. These energy things, these things were positioned very, very precisely on these things because most likely the pyramids are energy conductors. Mm -hmm. Like a a cell tower. Right. Right? And like what these energy... What what energy gets hit on these pyramids gets amplified everywhere. Right. So it's these... So you go to the pyramids, right? The pyramids, so like the whole story is like, oh, the 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 Aztecs and the and the Maya, they built these. They didn't build these periods. Py- pyramids. Who, who do you think did? 
ancient civilization because you have pyramids on top of structures on top of structures right so so like the 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 sphinx is way older than the pyramids that are right next to it these are much older older so that means there's been multiple civilizations older than we've been told they grow boom they collapse they grow boom they collapse and this happens every fucking time and it's just you know what this planet is super interesting, dude. It really like, is. It feels like dude. a science experiment to me. It it, so, it feels like. Did you see that movie? Um, it's really good. It's called uh, Vivarium. No, no, I gotta it's watch these movies. Really you've fucked been up. You gotta watch Vivarium. But Anyone it's a, listening? It, it, oh, you froze. Your mouth is wide open. It looks like a really good screen grab for Pornhub. It's just me now. Um, I'm going to text Sam and see if I can get him back. He might pop back in. God, we're back after the, 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 the whole, there we go. We, after we're the people back. shut us down, you guys, you guys witnessed the government the, literally. The lizard people are listening. They are listening. We got too close to the truth. We'll never talk about that ancient empire again. We're just <laughs> going to talk about butt stuff for now on. Okay. We'll just talk about the Kardashians and COVID. COVID the two Kardashian. most distracting subjects in all of American history. Let me ask you something, young lady. Let me ask you something. If you had took a shot, would you take a shot, Pete Davidson? Would you, no. if you had a shot? I no. don't get it. I don't hate him. God bless him. I don't Thank hate him God. either. No. You know, hey, man, for ugly guys out there, get it. Get it. Get I, it. It's get not. It. It's not my vibe. I go after his dad more than him, but his dad is dead, and even then, I still go after his dad. Still go after him because they'll hey, go man, after daddy. It's 2022. You can be in weird shit now. We're not allowed to judge. No. Did, and did I tell you? Well, I haven't told you because I haven't talked to you in a little bit. I have a new requirement for my fellas, and I only want rich and thick singles, and I'm calling them rats. Rich I and thick singles. That. There's nothing wrong with that. I like. I like Amazon bitches. I come. <laughs> That's right. From we were texting about chicks. that. Upstate New York, they're all thick chicks. I'm totally yes. into that. It's my thing. And I just, I'm attracted to weird shit now. I do jokes about it on stage, but like, I'm into like hot racist black chicks. I find them hot. And you know what else I'm into, Ooh, man? <laughs> grandmas, dog. I'm into grandmas now. I'm at an age where I'm like, there's some hot grandmas out there. There are You're some like, really attractive grandmas. I'm really blown away by how much I love them. But hey, I'm all, I was hanging out at the Holiday Inn Express and I saw a bunch of them and I'm like all about that action. How do you do it at a Holiday Inn jam. Express? That's what where fucking I town? Uh, I, I mean, whenever I go, I ask if I can stay at the Holiday Inn Express. Is that your favorite spot? Yeah, because all the housekeepers have fat asses, so I'm in. <laughs> I do a joke about it, man. So That's what I'm into. Chicks with jobs and fat asses. Oh, that is. See, I feel the same way about guys. There's nothing wrong with that, man. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a type. Everyone like says you should or shouldn't, but I don't know what it is. So weird. Why shouldn't you have a type? Right. I don't get it. It's like you're into it's whatever you're into. Right. And for whatever Enjoy reason, that. I was talking, do you know, Shane Moss? Yeah. He's all into like behavioralism and why we do what we do. And he was telling me why I do what I do. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm still going to fucking do it. Doesn't matter. Well, why can't you do what you do? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even like a deterring conversation. It just was interesting to hear, like from an evolutionary standpoint, 
why I'd want somebody thick. And he says, and this is interesting. He says, and as a woman, I didn't even really realize this. He's like, who you're attracted to evolves throughout your cycle, which makes sense. Oh yeah, for sure. Through the whole month for sure, because of your hormone fluctuation. Well, you know, it's very interesting because they say, uh, you know, uh, uh, birth, birth control changes what women are attracted to. Like, and I have never taken it really. I took it for like a year. They like shady dudes. The birth control actually numbs your natural hormonal routine. The the way your hormones fluctuate throughout the month. It fucks with that. So it fucks with you, what, what you normally are into. So women who have been on birth control for a really long time and then they go off of birth control will look Just at their husbands nuts. and be like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Like, I am not into this dude. And like, no, because you were numbed. You were numbed by the medicine. So interesting. And so I, at 18, I was like, I get why this is important. I understand that birth control is a really important tool in our society, but I don't like it. I don't like how powerful it is. And as a woman, it's like, I don't want so it, it, it literally is the antithetical to a modern woman's existence in life right now. Like, I don't want to be told what to do, when to do and I how to do it. I totally agree with that. It's like, you know, I, I just, you know, I've had kids, I had kids two years ago and it's just like such an amazing thing, dude. I just, I just love them. The pieces, I, I the love I have for my kids. I just, I've never felt like anything like that before. It's how is so- the road different now? Because I miss we're them. back on the road. Somewhere. I never left, bro. I, <laughs> Me <neither>. I, <laughs> I never left. I, my crowd's like, dude, fuck that shit. We're coming. <laughs> they didn't even care. They just showed up. So it's <laughs> like, it's really cool. But, you know, it's like I'm playing some of these blue places and nobody wants to leave their house. You go to a red place. It's like packed. You go yep. blue area like nobody wants to leave their house. They're just living in this kind of fear like Corona, COVID is to progressives what weapons of mass destruction in Iraq was to crazy conservatives back in the in the early 2000s. It's just like those two people should just get together and touch dicks all day about how fucking scared they are of this thing out there. So it's super interesting times, man. It's it super is. interesting times. You know, it's funny you said something. Um, you said life happens for me, not to me. You know who I know who says that? regularly in his seminars, Tony fucking Robbins. I agree with him. I agree. I, I do. That is the most positive Frankenstein I've ever seen in my life. He is that, the kindest man in the world. And I had all opinions about him because I never met him. And then I got to meet him and I was like, oh, OK. Listen, there's this whole thing that like when people are like that, you're like, what what are you selling? What do you yeah. what blood are like, you drinking? Sometimes, man, it's just like people get it. And like, so for me, man, I practice something every day. It's called abundance. I, this is the thing that changed the way I, I see the world and it's abundance versus scarcity. Okay. Yep. And how much, you know, I, I could, I lived in scarcity and fear of, of never having enough, you know, and reality is like, give it away, man, give it away. And if you go back to like comedy chaos and like why that show flirt, like, It's very weird to say I had the number one thing of something on planet Earth. You did. Your show was insanely successful. 
right? It was the number one showcase show on planet earth. And that wasn't even debatable because we were the number one show. We sold the most tickets and the most liquor at the number one show at the number one comedy club that sold the, the most tickets. Uh, no, I'm playing world in planet earth. So I had the number one. And it's like, why did that show flourish when people tried to do the exact same thing and didn't get the same results? And it was like abundance pay really well, give everybody a brick of weed, have some booze. I was giving out vibrators to chicks. It was just like a wonderful time. And like everybody was taken care of. Everybody got set. I, I put people to follow people that they would flourish after. That's abundance, like giving it away every day. Yeah, you were like the most generous, still are the most generous comedian that I know. And, and without any ego, to it is this your is this your abundance journal every day i write down i work in three six nine those are the numbers mm -hmm. because those that's the numbers of the universe according to tesla and you watch all these videos of it it's just like super crazy so i write down three six nine i do nine things i'm grateful for uh nine things i'm going to uh goals for the day three things that are my intermediate goals and then i do 27 uh, life goals, everything equals nine. So I do that every day. I say them out loud and then I just attack those every day. And one thing is always helping others, dude. I, dude, I have basically bribed the entire homeless fucking community of Hollywood. I am daddy Warbucks to them. They see me as a walking cash register. I'm just walking up, handing out fucking dollar bills, y'all and, uh, taking care of people. Because that's it, man. There, but for the grace of God, go I. So I just give out, I give it away. It's abundant to helping others and just like little things, waiting to hold the door open to people, complimenting that's those little people, fucking moments, make big moments. And people don't even realize like the little things make up the big things, and the mindset is everything. And people can make fun of someone like Tony Robbins or us even having this conversation, but your mindset creates your reality, and that's it. There's really not, there isn't a shortcut to that. And, and sure, there's going to be people watching this like, oh, it's easy for two white people to say, no, no, I've experienced the worst of the worst. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I've, I've, I've basically uh, checked off all the black experience bingo card numbers um, in my life. I mean, I've done everything, dude. I've been, I got pulled over almost 20 times in LA over a short period of time. I've been to jail for buying drugs off a trans hooker. Uh, you name it. I've fucking done it. All right. So it's like, I've done it all. So I've, I've experienced it. And it's not to like take away from the experience because the, the experience, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the history of, of the U S government's treatment of black, black people is really bad. The That's problem brutal. this it's, is, is the, what happened was that you have Martin Luther King, right. Pushing this thing. And he started talking about class wars because it's really class war, class war. Right. Yeah. And then they, they assassinate him and replaced him with Jesse Jackson, FBI informant, Al Sharpton, FBI informant. And then they made, they weaponized the civil rights movement, which was white people were bad and, and, and black people are all victims and they have no say in their life. 
and that caused chaos. And so like I'm in recovery and the biggest thing I've ever learned in recovery is that nobody's coming to save me, that I have everything inside me to save myself, right? So like you look at what's going on pop pop culture, everything is like, I'm a victim of circumstances. These people are working to hold me back from my dreams when in reality you either work hard enough or you weren't good enough or and you just didn't want to get off your ass and go after it and that that's a real truth there are there are people born into a world of shits but yes. like so this progressive movement is like let's get rid of poverty well poverty is a wonderful stimulus for inter, inter, innovation yes. and creating scarcity stuff. is the mother of invention right and like so they like we're gonna get rid of poverty well, what does that look like welfare right we're going to give everybody money so they don't have to worry about it. and that just breeds just laziness dude and not that people on welfare are lazy but there's some people that just don't want to change your life i flunked first grade i'm from blue collar middle class teachers man i'm living the best life because i just went for it. i was ex i was basically blackballed from hollywood and i'm living the fucking best life and having the last laugh but none of it was going to happen unless i had this fucking insane belief in myself and just fucking went for it yes. and, and nothing was handed to me ever i would take meetings where like oh we're not we don't we, we don't want to work with white we're not working with white guys right now and whether people want to believe that or not it's the truth i just and got told that told last that. week <laughs> Right? How insane is that? And then <laughs> we can get into deeper shit. None of this is real. It's all manufactured. It's all manufactured. It's all it manufactured. It's manufactured. It's called it's called cultural Marxism, but on a higher level, it's really the what's it's now been relabeled as environmental social governance. And it's these four or five in investment banks that make these people do certain things to be able to work with their trillion dollar assets. So it's all being all done of on those purpose. media corporations that are underneath right? those umbrellas. We're in, we're in an anti-business business era where we you are, like, of course, they don't want people to be business savvy or to have businesses that are successful properly to make money. No, like, this woke shit does. Nobody makes money. I mean, mm -hmm. the only people killing it are black people in commercials. They're fucking crushing it right now. I mean, they got black people doing shit. I've never seen them ever do in my life. Like scuba diving. Have you ever seen a black person scuba dive before? But just Amex can't have they, all they're doing is scuba dive. I'm like, God bless them, dude. But it's all this is all. And like, dude, you should listen. Everybody should be, we're all part of the universal consciousness. We're all connected, but this infighting shit is done purposely. So we can't see that this very small group of people are just profiting on all of our pain and suffering. That chaos is a business is a business. Chaos is a business. And, you know, I always think about when it comes to shoving somebody over, is it easy to push somebody over who's standing firm in their in their conviction and in the ground, or is it easy to push somebody over who's a little uneasy and isn't really standing straight up? That's society. We are, we're hop skipping and jumping around and we're easy to shove over because of that, because they've got us having these stupid, stupid fights over fucking 
nothing. Oh, it's so stupid. But here's the thing. This very small minority of people that are just loud on the internet, this is all done purposefully. They're heavily financed, right? Yes. You know, they've done stories. They've done research into like how many people are actually into these political movements. And they found that the political movement with the smallest group of people is the far, far, far left, right? But they are the most funded they are the most, the, you know, so we have this thing right now. It's like, I have tons of trans friends, dude. I don't know what that says about me. Probably ha I had a bad Coke you're problem on some weird. You've got, a, you're rubs, living right? from love. Right. So I have a friend of mine, Taylor Wade. If she walked in here, you'd be like, that's the hottest chick I've ever seen in my life. She's a very cool person. And I have a bunch of trans friends. There's a bunch of comics transitioning. I love them all. They're all wonderful people. Okay. Uh, but there is not enough trans in the world to warrant completely changing how society is operating. And we got away from where it was equality to this fucking bizarro thing right now where it's, it's special treatment that makes no sense at all. There's not enough of them to warrant this. And the reason it happens is because it's well-funded to cause chaos. Yes. It's, it's distracting. It's arguments distracting us from things that are really going on. And anytime this is where like I get called a fringist or, you know, you're into conspiracy. Whenever people start talking about anything that's mainstream, I'm like, if it's in the mainstream media, it is not a real issue. It is not a real issue. It is the issue covering the real issue. And even then there's another veil, you know, it's. I totally agree with all of that. If it's on the news, I don't trust it at all. I literally Man. just put up a tweet last week. I said, tell me your favorite place to source news that's non-mainstream, a place I've never heard of. Like, I want all of your non-mainstream media outlets. And, you know, a couple people obviously say things that are just ridiculous and yeah. not anything helpful. But there's a couple of spots where I was like, oh, okay. This is what this is where I want to get my news. I want to get my news from a you know an outlet that is not funded directly by some big ass corporation or that has a huge successful TV show. I don't want that. I want like I want somebody who just does reporting. That's that's what's missing is is, is general unfunded from a corporation reporting. And oh. it's hard to find that shit that's not attached. And here's the other thing. I don't know if you've felt this way i'm sick of brands and in in in, in cheese it's in in the the vans of the world's having a fucking political opinion oh just yeah be sneakers and just be cheesy snacks not that those but two have really done it individually but just as an example because i was like it was a sponsor i'm telling you when you get a moment look up environmental social governance now what they leave out is the c which is corporate governance okay this is a real thing these three major investment firms that have trillions of dollars in assets in in order to work with them you have to you have to check enough boxes to uh for them in those categories and one of them is social right and that is pushing this kind of bizarro thing that we're seeing so when when you go into a meeting they're like oh we're not working with white women right that is that comes from the top it's right. top down politics mm -hmm. okay it's not top 
bottom-up politics, it's top-down politics. And what we're seeing in Hollywood is this real push where for the first time ever, the 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 owners of the business and the consumers, they're 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 not aligned spiritually and politically. So now instead of the the, the people making TV shows for the consumer, they're now making television shows for the their owners. And this is what the owners want. They don't, and they don't care whether you watch or not because the owners are paying for everything. And you're like, well, how are they doing this? And nobody's, and they're losing money. Well, because what happens is, so everybody thinks Trump was this white knight of everything. And the truth is he's just another crime family. Yeah. Okay. He re- he's a crime boss and he represents a different crime boss than the, the George Bush death cult that was running everything forever, but he's still an elite. And he put this company BlackRock in charge of the federal reserve. And if this is too weird, tell me, but he put it in charge of the federal reserve and the federal reserve bails out corporate America's to the tune of trillions of dollars. They just did like a $2 trillion or $4 trillion bailout. Well, what they do is they, it goes to these companies that just clean up all their losses so they can operate. It, so when you operate in the negative, so when Marvel loses a hundred million dollars on a movie, they don't bat an eyelash because they have all this Fed money come in to clean it up. The problem comes is when smaller companies that don't get Fed money start doing all this woke shit, they lose their fucking asses. Because when you go woke, you go broke every fucking time. And that's the same thing with comedy. Like this notion that one of everybody should be on a lineup. It's like, no, killers. Just put killers. Yeah, just and put, the problem just is- Just funny. There's funny of every group. There's funny of every group, but they want a certain type of funny. And that is like super young. Okay. That they can control that don't like, it's not that they're not funny. They're just not where they are, where they could get to. It's like, you have these people that are crushers that like, to be honest with you, dude, they don't really want talent. They don't like talent because you got to pay talent. And you know what you can do if you just do a, like, uh, 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 let's say an a, an ethnic person or a let's say a super attractive person. That's all reality television was about. Was like put attractive people on TV that don't really have any talent, and when they get too much of an attitude, you replace them with another attractive person, and then nobody gives a shit. Talent, you have to deal with talent, and all yes. this shit is about getting rid of talent. And and the fact that you know. <laughs> It really is. It's so fucking frustrating to have still. Sorry, my my thing went back on. Um, this went on like a fucking a ghost is in the room. Um, you would think that we would evolve past that a little bit. You think we would evolve past because it's been going on for so long. The whole selecting people to fit into a box for entertainment and if we could just make things that were good and with quality and with care instead, I guess it's easier said than done. Instead of worrying about making money off of the product, obviously people can't lose their ass every single time, especially well, because if, 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 if they're, if, if they're getting bailed out, but here's the thing, like who are the most two censor groups in the, in the, in the, in the entertainment standups yep. and YouTube provide and, and who are the two most well. biggest threats on narratives and why is that because they don't need money to make their content they don't need anything we don't even need a microphone technically i could just go somewhere in the middle of a warehouse and scream my act and people could listen to it 
Yep. I don't even need to be in a warehouse. I say, meet me at the park, make sure it's warm enough and I'll do a show for you. Everybody walk up, give me 20 bucks, give me $10. I'll do it. You have YouTube channels that are just as shiny and glossy as network stuff that they're, they're completely indie funded. That's why there's censorship it has nothing to do with right or wrong or feelings. Nope. It has to do with controlling the narrative, but they're fucked because the narrative is lost. I don't know how they get it back because the instant you start doing, start talking certain ways, people turn you off because they know that's corporate speak. So that's why all this is going on. Yeah. And people aren't dumb. Like the general audience, the general public is not, they're really not that dumb. They're pretty swift when it comes to sniffing out something that's contrived and bullshit. I think. 100. See, here's the whole thing, man. And I've told you this before. The, the, the currency of the future of content and entertainers is authenticity. Yep. That's it. And the minute you start faking it and listen, dude, these, these networks, these cable people, I know you just said you pick, you pitched the show. God bless that you, that you're not doing it with them. I can't express that enough. You would work way too hard for too little money. You just would. It's just like the money's not there anymore. Why do you think Netflix is struggling right now? What was the last time Netflix put out some good? What was it? Squid Games, right? Squid Games. Is that and, original? And, and a wonderful was Ozarks tattoo. An original? There was a great tattoo show on there. Ran Thank by you. a fucking great host. Those <laughs> are the last two good shows put out on Netflix, right? Right? Yeah. And what else? Nothing. So what, what is going on with, 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 with Netflix? What happens is that Netflix got Viacom flu. Right. All the rats that sunk Viacom that made it this woke shit that nobody walked. When that ship started going down, they all ran and they got on the Netflix ship and then they started doing the exact exact same same thing, which is woke stuff and not pay anybody. And And trying to chop, check off some box that really doesn't do any. It does a disservice to society. You're not representing anybody. You're not. You know, if you're not if you're not representing something authentically, I agree with you, then it's not being represented at all. It's being completely um, packaged. And dude, we get into we get into like I always listen to a bunch of comics talk. Guess what? Net Netflix, Netflix doesn't blow comics up anymore. Their 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 specials don't get nobody's watching. Comics are blowing comics up. I just had this conversation with uh, someone on my team. I won't say who because. We don't know where they're going to be in the next in the coming months. Jesus but Christ. <laughs> we were talking about Josh team? Wolf. Yeah, I love and him. I was like, you know, I really kind of am following, you know, that's my boy and him and I keep in touch and we inspire each other. And I think I'm going to do is what he's done with his special. I'm going to do the same thing. And this person was like, well, I don't even know if he's really doing that well. And I wanted to be like, you are so out of touch. You've got it. Doing well, you know, he's doing beyond well. And you know why? Because he 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 separated himself from he he, he untethered himself from the industry and created it himself. hundred percent. And he you've been saying that for everywhere years. he goes. And you could do it, too, man. It's just like, you know, it's like the guy who started this whole thing is is uh, Doug Stanhope. Yep. He started it all. He started playing alt venues. Yep. And I'm kind of going through what he went through. I heard he's going through like 15 years ago, right? Like he would sell out these alt venues and then these comedy clubs want to bring him back in. And they're like, we're going to pay you this much money. He's like, uh, no. And I'm kind of going through this now. I play certain 
uh, markets because I want to go like San Diego, Miami. I'll go there. I don't really care. I just get a week in those cities and I'll chill bill. I'm in Buffalo. My family's all here. I'd like to stay for, but I think it's done. I think I'm done uh, doing these kind of clubs outside the house of comedy, which has always taken care of me. Yeah. Tammy and Rick are awesome. So outside of that, I, I, I just would rather go just do a nice little run, get a, get a night. I'll make more money in one day than I will playing these clubs. It's just like, you got to have the balls to do it. Yes, and you do. It, and you have to have the balls to say what you're worth and to not tell other people what they think you're worth. Cause those numbers will never match up. And if you have a number in your mind of what you're worth, you will fight for that and you will get that. You can't let other people determine your own value. Cause then you're going to step from that place and function. Calls. Like I, I, that's a big reason why I'm not performing in LA anymore because they're doing this woke diversity bullshit. And listen, dude, there's so many funny black comics, female comics, gay comics. And for some reason you're not interested in putting them up. You want to put these young people up and it's just like, they haven't earned it. And yep. so yeah, people who are vets, you know, getting pushed aside and you got to ask yourself, is your one spot a week at a club that you were there all the time? Is that your worth? Yeah. Or you go. So you got to ask yourself, is that my worth? And then if it's not, so you got to go, am I going to accept that and just go along and hope things change? Or am I going to scream and shout at them and lower my vibration? Or am I going to walk away and be like, it was fun. I don't need you anymore. I'll just play home games and get to a point where you're going to want me in your lineups and give me my value. And that's kind of where I am with all these county clubs. I really don't, I don't think the, the I, I think for the first time since I've been in LA, the LA crowds are what everybody always said about LA, that they were stupid. The, the, I just watch what they laugh at. It's all cookie cutter shit. And because they're just like, who can outwoke each other? And I'm just, it's not that they're not funny. These guys have well-written jokes. There's just, it's just, there's, it, it's pop comedy, which yeah, is. I experienced that. Like, you know, you're just like, you're just saying stuff. There's nothing. There's no, you don't have to, you don't have to be edgy to be great. You just have to take risks in my humble opinion, because what has happened to LA. And I think this is New York to a point is like, people think the laugh is more important than how you get the laugh. Yes. And the truth of the matter is how you get the laugh is everything. It's why when you watch Bill Burr work, new material, he can go five minutes and nobody will laugh. And it's the greatest experience as a comedian you will ever watch because you're watching a guy who's brave enough to go through it, to get to it. And he's big enough that, you know, he, he can take that, but that's, that's comedy right there. No, you're right. That's it's not about getting a laugh. It's about how you get the laugh. And, and for me lately, I haven't even, my, my evolving on stage is to the point where I'm not even trying to kill. I'm trying to connect. Yes. And yes. if you're naturally a funny person and you know, you and I both have been doing it for a while, you will, it will be funny. Your connection will be funny. You'll find the you'll find your way there. But if you strengthen how you get there, you'll never be cut loose. Really, that's such a um, it's a quick rise to the middle. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. It's like the more and more you conform, you move quickly to the middle, and then you get stuck there. And then you fucking hate yourself because of how, you're not, where you are. Yeah, because and then you're doing gigs that you don't want to do, but you need the money, and there's no other options. And it's like. You know, it's just like you got to take chances in life and like really leaning into your Internet 
like, you know, Josh Wolf did and all these other guys like that's brave. I mean, it's not brave in terms of like people going to war and stuff, but it's like going, I'm not, I'm going to leave this system that I've been working in forever and go on my own path and hope I find somebody. And Josh has found those people. And there's, yes, yes. he's not the only one like that. I mean, like I now can sell, you know, on my own 150 to upwards of 200 tickets on a one night in a, in, in a lot of market, not every market, but a lot of markets I do. Well, you know, if I get that to 300, that's my goal. 300 tickets, one market. I'd love to do it in one night, call the day, get in, yep. get out. That's the goal. Why, why am I going to go to a comedy club and give them the whole door? I know. It doesn't make any sense, but I have to be brave enough to go. There's going to be some days I'm only selling 90 tickets and, and it's not going to be the pay that I would love to be. And I'm going to, but you know what? I'd rather play 90 people that are there for me than fucking just give away the whole door. Yes. And it's just like, I, I'm like, I, I have one place go, okay, if you sell, okay, if you, we're going to give you, a, 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 let's say two grand, right? We're going to give you two grand. But if you sell 300 tickets, we'll give you another $300. And I'm like, where is That's that my bonus? Where is that math work? Where's it work? How does that make sense to you? Let's say I, I bring half the place, right? I can charge three and make like in one night, two, three times what you're paying me. It makes no sense. And that's, that's why you're going to see the, the traditional comedy club either go into like a B C list place where they're, they're playing funny people that just don't follow. And like, dude, I was that for 20, three years. And I make no illusions that, that there's some really funny people that, that are, are trying to find out how to get a following. And they keep doing the old way of doing, which is pitching shows and writing scripts. And it's like, no man, get create. on the internet and fucking throw a fish net and start grabbing fish. Yeah. That's how you do it. Start. You got to become a fisherman, man. And you got to start fishing and, and it starts real slow. It's like in MMA where like these great strikers, just can never get to the highest levels of MMA because they don't have the ego that will allow them to get tapped in jujitsu. They just can't take it. So it kills their ego. So you got to start a fucking, you got to start a YouTube channel, a podcast and get ready to get nobody to listen at first and yep. just understand like, how do I, how do I get them to listen? What do I got to do? How do I gotta change my game? And so there's these people out there. I call them system entertainers. Right. And, and I've already told you this, but in in football, it's called a system quarterback. They can work within the system of the offense. They can flourish, but outside that, they can't. So you see a lot of these people that are industry in, industry darlings, okay? Uh, a system entertainers. A great name for them is called house cats. They're yeah. house cats, right? Yeah. They're the people that, like, you see them in, in uh, on stage. They're not getting any laughs, but they're at every festival, and you're like, how's this fucking happen? How are you at every fucking festival and you're eating bags of dog dicks on stage at the comedy club? Cause you're a house cat. I didn't come up with that term. I, I wish someone would tell me there's somebody who said that I I'll give them credit as soon as I find out. I'm going to find out who told me that. Uh, and I'm going to give them credit for it. That's not my term. Um, but it's house cats. And those people start podcasts and no one listens and they fucking drop it. They, they, cause then the, the illusion is coming out that it really wasn't them. It was the industry putting them in high profile places that allowed them to get, yeah. Force feeding people, house cat meat. So I got like five minutes left. Cause my, I do too. Okay. I so can end we, on some positive. 
Yes, yeah. I was just going to say we're reading each other's mind. I want to say, can we wrap this up with um, just a little anecdote about your abundance, your journey through abundance right now, and maybe people who want to be on that journey, what are some steps to get into living a life from abundance and within abundance? So, so there's a whole talk about where we live and what this is about. And, and basically you talk to anybody who studied ancient cultures, ancient philosophies, spirituality, people have said they've talked to entities. The common theme is always love, spreading love. And like as a knuckle dragger, every time I say that, I have a visceral reaction to it because that's not how I like when I think love, I think Hallmark card, Lifetime Channel dog shit. And that's not it. It is everything. And like when you have a kid, you realize that you're like, this is a love I can't even understand. It fills me full of happiness. It makes me want to be a better man. But when you I'm telling you, man, there's a good chance we live in a computer. We already live in a metaverse. We already live in a virtual reality. This is a simulation. And when you help somebody freely without looking for credit, right? You help somebody, whether it's opening up a door, giving them a nice compliment, handing a, a homeless person a couple bucks and asking their name and making a connection with them. Okay. You'll feel this kind of glow go up you and it goes, boop, 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 boop. I'm telling people if they practice little things, their life can be 180 from where it is today. And what that is, is living in a world of hope. It doesn't mean you're going to go from the trailer to the mansion. It just means you're going to live in that you have hope that things are going to change and things are going to get better. And you do these couple things. You practice law of attraction, which is your words are power. You say powerful things. You, you, you live in, I am, okay, it's called the Moses doctrine. It's called the most powerful words in the world are I am. Everything that follows I am is a spell. Every time you talk, it's a spell. You're putting in an order to the universe. So everything that follows I am is an order to the universe. Okay. And the more you put out, I, I, dude, I tell you, I journal this every day. I do fucking tons of journals and I write down I am and I write down my goals for my life. Most of it is how I'm going to treat people well. And then the end are things I would like to, to achieve in my life. I, I, I am. So it's like, I, I am, I am good enough. I am special. I love myself. Okay. I'm going to help others. Every day I go, I'm going to help three people. That's my goal. Help three people. And then the next one is love thy neighbor. F love the, the difference in everybody. You know, in recovery, it's called look for the similarities, not the differences. I try to do that every day. And then I practice discipline. Discipline Ooh. is the difference between the winners and the haves and the have nots. I don't think anyone's losers. I think you're a have or a have not. And, it, and did you practice discipline? Like I'm practicing fasting right now. Now I'm at a place where I eat one time a day. The discipline of that and doing it is like I change. You change your DNA. You change yeah. your mindset. When you do these little things. There is no reality. So when you go back to all these things, it changes how you look at people. There's a million things going on at every moment. What you choose to focus on determines your life and your reality. There's a bunch of positive shit going on and what is perceived as negative shit. If you only look at the negative shit, you lower your, your vibrations. If you live on your computer, you live on television and you're watching this industry, this systematic low frequency dog shit they're giving mm. you, you're going to live in low frequency. If you practice high frequency shit, you'll meet high frequency people. Yep. It doesn't mean your life is going to be perfect. This is it? There's a belief it's a, like a prison planet, and you're here to learn lessons. 
And you, and if you don't learn this lesson, you come back again until you learn these lessons, you live multiple lives and you're here. And even the worst things out there, bad things happen to good people because good people are here to learn a lesson. And, and, and I don't care what you take and it's dark and it's super black belt shit to talk about. You don't know why things are happening. Live in abundance, give it away. Death. Everyone's so scared of death. Death is just a transition, okay? And it doesn't mean I wish death on people, but it's not what people think it is. So they they leverage death against against life, okay? They excuse me. They le- they leverage death against the number of days you're living. So they make you think you only have this small group of days. Right. So you got to live not to die instead of living to live, yeah. which means I'm going to live I will die. And guess what? When I want to come back, I'll come back again multiple times to learn lessons to you send high enough to become part of the universe. It's talked about in multiple cultures. I believe in it. It's all there, dude. And anybody can do it, dude. I was a dick joke telling flunk first grade, fucking addicted to drugs, sex and alcohol. And I live a different life in a short amount of time. And anybody can do it. You just got to write down the things you want to change about your life and the goals you want and fucking attack them and stop crying about all these reasons you can't do it. Your grandparents worked multiple fucking jobs, raised multiple children and did it and didn't complain, man. Live in the fuck dude. No, like in sobriety, the thing to change about me, because I have a year and almost two months now, right? I had five, went out for 10 and now I'm back in for going on uh, my second year is like, no matter what, no matter what, stay sober, no matter what, but apply that to everything else. I'm going to get this job. I'm going to have my day job and I'm going to start my business that I love and I'm going to do it no matter how fucking tired I am or how much I'm failing at first. And I'm going to fucking do it. And like, that's it. No matter what. Yeah. Well, me no just matter yelling what, I at you. you. No, I, I love, love it. So much. I, you I and I are on the so same much. wavelength, the same frequency. We always have been. That's why we gravitate towards one another. I want to send you a book. Can I send you a book? Yes, please. It's called the Kambalian. It's the fucking laws of the universe. Please send it to me. Are you just I'll show you it? a book. Wait, I was going to show you this. I know you got to go, but because you've made, you've said a couple of things that are so aligned with this person. But just I want to give him a little love too. Not that he needs it, but giving back. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's all seems like woo woo bullshit. It's it's all it's all connected, motherfuckers. So this all real. Send me a book. I'll send you my address. Yeah. So I'm gonna do it. So listen, I don't know what religion or who started, where we live, any of this. There's been a concerted effort to hide our history from us, who we are, how special we are to keep us in a low frequency place. But all I know is when I practice certain things, my life completely changes. Yes. When I practice law of attraction, model of abundance, love thy neighbor, all with discipline, everything fucking changes. And it can, you can do too. You are no different than me. The people listening, you're no different than me, man. No, no, no different. You can do it. Everyone can do it. I meditated Dave Bautista into my life. So you can do way better. You can do way better. I'm telling you, you're prime, your top shelf ass. You could do perfect. (laughs) Top shelf ass. Choo choo. Your top shelf. You can do way better. I love you so much. Love you so much too. 
Uh, if there's any issues with the recording, I recorded too. So just let me know. And when it's out, tell me and we'll promote it. Okay, I love you. I love you too, boo. Don't be a stranger. I'll text you. Text me back because I always think you hate me if you don't. Okay. <laughs> I love you. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.